0: A February to forget for the Philadelphia Flyers. The trade deadline is this week. Who is going to be on the move for the Philadelphia Flyers? Let's talk about it all right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. It is episode 143. Yep. I'm losing track of this stuff, Scott. I can't.
1: 143. Isn't that like the heart thing? Something that you know, like that people do online or whatever. What, like the one, four, and the three? Are you ever say that? Like, like the heart that people used to, bro? Do. Are you four, talking three.
0: T9 texting right now? type I, of I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, texting,
1: let me see what it looks uh, for, text for all you Gen Zers. Yeah, one, four, three means I love it. This, I'm probably showing my age. No, because so, I'm right I mean, there
0: with you. I mean, if you're a Gen Zer listening to this, you're probably like, what the hell are Bill and Scott listening to or talking about? But uh,
1: yeah, uh, before.
0: Yeah keyboard texting we had to suffer through t9 texting where you had to punch the five four times to get to the queue
1: the uh, listen actually it was the six or the seven but you know what it was i miss t9 texting sometimes
0: i do too i do, don't i never minded it and it, and it was kind of cool when you got really good at it where right. you like were a fast texter that you are today yeah and then you yeah, were exactly. able to, to, to do uh that on t9 which is obviously a lot more Of a learning curve, but once you got it, then uh, that was pretty
1: cool. I had a phone called the LG NV2. I I love that phone.
0: I had the chocolate. Do you remember the chocolate? There was a. I kind
1: of remember something. It it was like like a
0: slider. It it, it, the screen slid. You pushed it up, and the keyboard was right there. Yeah, something similar to the NV.
1: Yeah, yeah, very similar. But this one, you'd fold it in half like a regular phone, and then it'd open up. It'd be like a one you could text with a query. But I would always text the front part. And it sucks because one night I was walking somewhere at Temple and I lost it. And I was pissed. And I didn't have any money. I had to go buy another one.
0: Oh, you weren't jumped.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. This is when Temple was, you know, quote unquote, safer than it is today. Not like it, you know, it is safer. And, you know, it's a shame what happened to um, that police officer last week. Yeah, Fitzgerald. uh, Yeah, yeah. Christopher Fitzgerald, a a terrible thing. But, I mean, it was a lot better when I was there. But that's also was, you know. 15 years ago. So I'm really showing my age. Yeah.
0: Well, good for you. You know, who's also showing their age? And I think we've seen him age before our eyes is John Tortorella. He's already up there in age. He, he basically, he, I mean, he blatantly admitted that they're not making the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't think he has done that up until this week. So he literally did throw in the white towel for this team. Um, Pretty much did, yeah. Trying to navigate it in a way where we have to play to the identity of who we think we are for the rest of the season, win games that way. Um, if I'm anybody, I mean, I've said it. I've been beating the drum, despite the optimism that I had a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, just lose out. Like I, I, you and I were talking uh, on text and on Twitter. Like, just ride ride it out with with Carter Hart and Sam uh, Sam erson. From this point on. And I, I don't need to see Felix Antrim ever again. Put him on waivers. Take the risk. I don't care. I don't think he's been playing well enough. That anyone will take a chance on him. Um, So like. what What's the point anymore? Like I I, I just. All we have left is the trade deadline. And I feel like that's going to be very underwhelming. Or just disappointing. Or whatever you want to call it. Because the only. I get some players are getting heat. uh, All of a sudden. Because of. The, the how the trade is trades have gone but jvr is the the guy out like we're expecting him actually at the time of this recording we might get an alert that he's been moved there was a there was a report i saw it wasn't anyone big like elliot freeman or anybody like that but i thought i saw something that there's a chance he's moved tonight um because they have quite a few games off before uh, taking on the rangers on the first so
1: yeah they they're off till wednesday but i mean Look, I, I, I'm pretty sure Tortorella said it in his conference that, you know, we're not making the playoffs, and it's probably what he was talking about connecting earlier uh, this morning. Um, but, look, I, I, if if we're going to go back, let's take a look at where they're at. Pittsburgh is right now holding the second wild card spot with 67 points. Buffalo is right on their tail with 66, and then tied with 64 is three ways, Detroit, Florida, and Washington, all have 64 points. Flyers are at 56 points. They're 11 points out, and they have the most games played besides Washington at 61. Yeah, listen, I have said it. I thought this team could have enough to get to the playoffs. It, it just mathematically, it's just not feasible at this point, especially when you're going to be in dog fights with some better teams in the standings and teams that are really going to start pushing. You know, with uh, like Florida's really going to push, Washington's really going to push, Buffalo's really going to push, Detroit's going to push hard to try to get back into the into that especially with you know buffalo buffalo they're playing meaningful games for the first time in, in over 10 years um, it's not so much waving the white flag but at this point the loss of Konechny makes them even worse than they already are devoid of talent because now you took the best player on a on an average team and and you lost them for what what's considered to probably be a you know a not a short term thing from what I'm seeing out of it. Not that, that anybody said in any, it, but specifically is that Connecty T uh Tortorels, TK won't be back soon.
0: They shut him down. That for the tells season, me. Though. Like
1: like well, that that's that's my was gonna be my next point. Like shut him down. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're if you're gonna do that, shut him down. Let Elliot DeNoye come up and, and, and play some more games. Maybe even um I always forget his name, the guy from 2020. Oh, Tyson Forrest. Um, yeah, I tell you, thank you, Tyson Forster. Uh, you know, Tyson Forster, let him come up and get some games. play some of the younger guys. I mean, Tortorella's going to get them to play, but at this point, they're so devoid of talent. Losing by a touchdown, you know, to the to the Devils, you know, it makes it seem closer than it was in that second and third period. I mean, you know, it was a nothing nothing game after one. They scored seven goals in two periods. That's a lot. So you know, this this team is just. I don't think they're not playing hard. I just think that they're they're guessed. These teams are really starting to push for playoff spots now. The Flyers aren't part of that. They're playing better talent than they were a few weeks ago. You know this is where we're at in the season. That, but there's still a lot to look forward to. And as crazy as it sounds, there really, really is a lot to look forward to. What?
0: The end of the season, okay. game eighty-two.
1: You, you, you have the trade deadline, which is always a big thing. It,
0: it's a big thing, but it's look. been a big thing. Like there's been some significant trades. Uh, out there none of which involve, involving Philadelphia the only one that did involve Philadelphia we don't even know what we got back yet because it's just future considerations for Radcliffe so like what does that mean I but did I, see they shout out to they
1: freed up a contract spot fair. they freed up they a they contract did. spot. I will give you
0: that the The funny the funniest thing I, I saw was shout out to uh evil Dr. Evil Gritty or Evil Gritty uh the parody guy he said uh reports indicate John Tortorello is seeking to name future captain of the Philadelphia Flyers with the future considerations that uh, that Chuck Fletcher <laughs> just acquired for Isaac Radcliffe. I thought that was very funny. Uh, shout out to Evil Gritty; he's a very funny account if you haven't followed him already. Um, yeah, I, I like that's the kind of stuff that I fully anticipate. Like, th- there's this report. Uh, what was it that you? I know you put it on the prep um, for the JVR rumor with Jordan Greenway uh, to, out to Minnesota, who's had a down year. Um, and he said six goals, they're paying him three million dollars over three years. Got, no, he's got he doesn't have six goals, he gets six points. Oh, I read it even more wrong. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah,
1: it, but he's having a down year, and look, that's like, fine.
0: Like, Guess what? If he's having a down year, he's gonna have even more of a down year for the Philadelphia Flyers. I no, don't no, 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 know I'm, about I, I'm, that. I have become full jaded, Bill. Like, this is, I'm so over this. I am. Count- I don't even look forward to the re- the remainder of these games. I will watch them because I hate myself. But, man, it is tough when you see, honestly, four other teams that we just saw in contention of championships and playoffs right now with the Sixers, and the, fl- the Flyers look like the kid with their thumb up their nose going, I can participate in anything. No, you can't. You're not in any league of what these other four teams are doing. From the Union to the fl- Phillies, Sixers and and, uh, and and Eagles, like it's over. I, I have no faith because Chuck <laughs> Fletcher has ruined this for me.
1: Wait, wait, wait what What are the Flyers doing?
0: They are the toddler with their thumb up their nose, saying, "I can participate. I can play." <laughs> no, you can't. You can't participate in this. Sorry, it's okay. over, bro.
1: Listen. Well, I mean, listen—it's all cyclical here in Philadelphia. Think about it. But it's it. not—it's all—it's
0: not—it's not all cyclical. We're just enjoying all four out of the five teams participating, and no one's paying attention to the to the kid in the corner.
1: You're missing my point. It's all—I'm saying it's cyclical in a sense where. Remember when the Flyers were really good and the Sixers were really bad, and then like you know, like you had the Phillies when they were really bad in the late '90s and the early 2000s when the Eagles started to get good and all this stuff. There's always that one team on the outside looking in. We're not like Boston where we can have a four for 4 where like you know, the Patriots win the Super Bowl and then the the Celtics win the, uh, the the NBA title and then the the Bruins win the Stanley Cup and then the the Red Sox win two World Series. You know, we're never we're not that lucky. We're not that lucky. Yeah, but it
0: happened in the 80s for, the, for Philadelphia. They became a great sport. Yeah, in the team.
1: 80s. Yeah, half of our listeners probably weren't even alive when that happened. Yeah, but
0: I wasn't alive. I know you were not, Neither was yeah, I. You know,
1: I was born two years after the last championship in Philadelphia. I had to wait till 08 to see the first so, one. So, like, I, I'm just at
0: this point where Tortorella can sit at that podium, talk all he wants about how he wants this team to fight and just get wins. You're not getting wins, man. You just lost your best scorer this year in TK out for the sustainable future I'm, I'm assuming it's that shoulder it was that shoulder hit right? yeah
1: i think he separated it because when he went to go move that i watched that live you know watching that that arm dangle there and, he, and just kind of the grimace on his face he went right off to the locker room it's like okay he separated that for sure 100 percent. that's a shoulder separation you can't you can't unless it's a broken clavicle it it uh, uh, you can't I, I think you would be in more pain if that were the case, but I it looked like you popped that shoulder out. If yes, yeah,
0: and it's still a possibility you popped that clavicle because you're dealing with adrenaline. I mean, you saw right, like,
1: right. You've seen could fracture it, whatever. But hey, like look, like there are some bright sides to to look forward here, Bill. Seriously, and I it's you know don't be this you know negadelfian that you know can look up here and be like, oh, I'm so done. Like there there are some positives, you know. And I this is what I do. I bring positivity to the podcast in the Flyers podcast world because nobody else has it because I see the game differently. OK, maybe it's I've taken too many pucks to the head, maybe too many to the nuts. Maybe I just, you know, maybe if, if you ask my team, I probably don't stop enough pucks, but that's OK. But that's besides the point. What I'm saying is this. I thought it was an encouraging sign earlier this week when we saw Sean Couturier skating because Look, I'm not saying. Uh, Leon, ahead, ahead. Let me finish my point yeah. before you get all like he's not gonna help. With the, seeing him skating again is a positive thing because you get to get him back. Maybe get him back in the lineup towards the last, last couple of weeks of the season. Get some games under his belt so we can have a full training off season and then a healthy. Uh, what's it called it. and have a healthy, healthy Kucherov going to next season. Where okay. You also before we even get there, you have the trade deadline coming up too, which is always fun. The trade deadline is always fun, and, and granted, even though Chuck Fletcher only sees one other team besides the Flyers, and that's Minnesota, because he played, he picked a lot of those players, I, I still think that there's something that the Flyers are doing here. I still think that they're trying to, you know, Elliot Freeman talked about how they were getting, looking to get reclamation, uh, reclamation projects, like they were in on Dennis Guriana before he got dealt to Montreal. They were in on another player. Um, and there's there's other players that, like, for instance, like, look at Owen Tippett. Owen Tippett is technically a reclamation project because he wasn't doing anything in Florida. So the Flyers can find things where they can find value and buy low and develop this person, kind of like the Rangers do with Adam Fox. If they can get someone like that, that'd be an excellent, excellent idea. It doesn't happen all the time, but I credit for him from looking outside the box. That's fun to look at. Who are they going to bring in for JVR? Who are they going to bring in for possibly Kevin Hayes, who's apparently on the block now the heat and heating up the past couple of days? Tony D'Angelo's name's thrown out there. Ivan Provorov's name's thrown out there. So after the season ends, where the regular season ends, and the Flyers are no longer playing, you're going to have a great Stanley Cup playoff because Boston's going to be the team to beat. Carolina's looking really good. You have some other teams that are really starting to look good. In the Eastern Conference, Toronto, I can't wait to see them get swept out of the first round again. You have Tampa probably (laughs) looking for another fourth consecutive Stanley Cup final run. There's some excitement there. And then you really get into the excitement of the offseason because by then Chuck Fletcher is probably going to be promoted because he's done such a great job so far that he deserves to get promoted to, the you know, instead of firing him, let's promote him to president of Hockey Ops, bring in a new GM and start reconstructing this roster the way they see fit. And there, there are there are some stuff to look forward to. Yes, this season is lost, but I think what some moves here can predicate what they're going to try to do in the off season. Getting Couturier back is one part of it. If they go and trade JVR for a guy like Jordan Greenway, who yes, he's having a down year, he might have three million dollars on his on his cap hit. But the thing is, with Jordan Greenway, you know, here's the two things I look at, and and he's played in 315 NHL games. It has 118 points. If you take out the 43 games that he's played this season and the six points that he's gotten, so let's see, 315 minus, uh, what's the number? It's 43. That's 272 games. He's got 112 112 points in 272 games. That's not too shabby for a guy who is down the lineup, but his plus minus is great. He's a plus 17. He was plus 26 last season. So you have a 6'6 guy on your bottom six who had some grit and could play two-way hockey. That's not a bad thing. His
0: his plus minus is because he's on a Minnesota team that's second in their division. So, like, obviously, I expect a guy like that to have a plus-minus that's decent. A
1: plus-26, though? Yes, but that's... On a team that wasn't high-scoring to begin with? Yeah,
0: that's still impressive, and it's because the team's actually pretty damn
1: good. And that well, goes to... Well, that's what I'm saying. You're adding that skill set there. The worst season he had was a minus-17 in his rookie season. I'm sorry, minus-12. Excuse me.
0: I, I don't know. Like, I'm I, I'm just at the point where... Like, you you alluded to it uh, just a second ago. I, I, I don't understand why Fletcher just always goes to the well of Minnesota. I get why. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, like it, it's, I'm being facetious at questioning that. But, like, bro, there's 30 other teams that you can go to. Go to them. And I know 29, 29. Whatever. Like, it, God, you just want to <laughs> be that guy tonight. Like, this is. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I can see you're already yeah, agitated. I'm, I'm I'm just, agitated. I'm just twisting that knife a little bit. Because,
0: again, I'm a jaded person that has been trying to watch decent hockey. And over the last month, you went 2 7 and 1. You allowed three goals or more in the final seven of those. And you allowed, I think, 8 nine, ten. 10. Twelve goals over the last two games between, including a seven nothing shutout in New Jersey. Like that's a joke. That like you can't tell me you no one else is feeling. And I know Sam, um, not Sam, um, C O C Charlie O'Connor said something similar. This is reminding me of the end of the AV days, and that's not a good thing to be if you're if you're John Terrell. I'm not saying it's going to end the exact same way, but damn. If that's leaking in people's minds, that's not a good sign.
1: Okay, let's let's take a step back here. This has not this is not like the end of the A V day. The problem is the A V days, let's be honest. He had a decent roster that he took the second round of the playoffs, and then all of a sudden the wheels fell off and they couldn't do anything with him. And then that team wouldn't give any effort. Mike Yo comes in and even said Scotty Bowman couldn't fix his team. Well, you know what? John Tortorella got his ass in there and got the team with less talent to play harder than the teams have the last two seasons. So, the fact that people are comparing it, yeah, it's because they're devoid of talent. They didn't have Claude Giroux on that team. They didn't have Jake Vorchek on that team. They didn't have a Cam Atkinson before. You know, they've thrown out players like that name. They didn't have a Matt Niskanen. Like, they didn't have Ivan Provo when he was playing well. They didn't have a Carter Hart still go rounding out his game and be becoming in this top el- goaltender echelon of the league. Just the potential was there. AV had so much more to work with, and he didn't do it. John Tortorella has basically an AHL and a half roster and has gotten them to at least play well 5-0-5, at least play well defensively, at least hold one of the best teams in the league to zero goals in the first period before the wheels fell off midway through the second. So it's not like the, the comparisons are just ridiculous. You can't compare what A.V. is doing to John Tortorella because A.V. had so much more talent and just he couldn't figure it out. And 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 that's an indictment on him, but that's where this team is right now. They, they Tortorella has tried to rebuild a culture and an identity for this team, and I think he's been successful so far given the talent that he has, but you can't expect this team to do more given the fact that even they lost Travis Konechny, their best scorer, and now Kevin Hayes is on the block. Yeah,
0: Kevin Hayes is on the block. Travis Konechny is hurt. Cam Atkinson is hurt. Uh, I'm not forgetting your comment about uh, Sean Couturier skating despite his back injury. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But first, as always, this episode of Orange and Backcheck is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. And the NBA is in full swing. Full swing, I should say. The Sixers are right in the thick of it in the heat of the playoffs despite that tough loss the other night to Boston. And you have just one sports betting partner to join In on the action, and that's DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers, yes, both new and existing, can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every single day go to draftkings sportsbook app today opt in and place the same game parlay on any nba game and if it doesn't hit you'll get a free bet back i know they have a insane closeout schedule starting with what they just uh tough loss like to boston the other night nice win though against memphis i'm riding the sixers as best i can joel embiid is still trying to prove his mvp worthy season that who's i'm going to that's who i'll be betting this remainder of the year Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With promo code THPN, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for all of those details. And this episode, as always, is brought to you by Raycon Headphones. I love my Raycons. They are personable they are they are just an amazing easy to wear soft on the ears yes soft and cushiony on the ears you can't go wrong with Raycon and it's just one of those things where the smallest thing can be a big change in your life like those Raycons that I'm talking about Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank listening to podcasts audiobooks music whatever your case is just like me Join in and get a pair of headphones from Raycon. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yes, Raycon starts at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to break the bank or choose between two products. You can get both for a pair of one or two. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now and pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee, but I promise you will not need it. It's so Comfortable and easy to use. Three compost customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in ear fit. You can't go wrong with Aircon Raycon. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com Slash T H P N thank you, Raycon. Um, Sean Couturier. Look, um, I am glad that he is skating. I really am. That is as far as I go for him this season. He is not doing <laughs> anything professionally on the ice. Man, you're crazy. You're, you're legitimately crazy. Cause like even, no, not. even if you think that the flyers will flip the switch and they, they have the right pieces in in place. For the 2023-2024 season, they're competitive. They're not going to be Stanley comp- contenders. They'll be maybe playoff contenders, whatever the case. You're dealing with a guy that's coming off not one, but two back surgeries, who's on a monster deal at 7.2, something like that. Like All things considered, probably a team-friendly deal, but still a heavy cost on the franchise, a heavy cost on your salary cap. You have no idea what he's going to be. Why put him out in a worthless game in March? I don't. There's no way. I, I, I have trusted him for this entire year, for the most part. Anthony Sanfilippo was very keen on saying he would not play this year. I don't see why he ever would, especially now that you're not, you're not playing anything meaningful. What does Sean Couture you have to prove today or in this season that he can't try and prove in next season?
1: I don't think it's about anything to prove. I think it's that. You want him to make sure he can still compete at an NHL level, at least somewhat, at least get back. Okay, so that's extremely important.
0: So what do you do if he doesn't? Like, like let's say you put him out there on March 13th, and he, like, I don't know, he just looks slow, he looks lethargic because he's recovering from back surgery, and yes, he had a quote unquote full time to prepare, but then you still gave him not enough time to fully recover and get back to game speed in a proper manner and now you are what do you do like and, and like just stare at him go okay good luck kid we'll see you next year i i, I don't understand the logic is what i'm saying honestly
1: well but, i mean the flyers chuck fletcher's already said they're being methodical in his recovery no, yeah, i'm just, just like he's being methodical
0: in the rebuild
1: <laughs> boy you're really on fire i am no, just I'm so best. over it i'm I so love I, it.
0: I, I you should have fired chuck fletcher two, two like two months ago I'm fine like what he tried to do with trying to convince Tortorella to get in here. You convinced Tortorella to get in here. Now what? Now, now, now exactly how we thought this season was going to play out played out that way. Or at least I thought it was going to play out this way. Like nothing nothing has changed. Truly.
1: Nothing has changed. I, right. Listen. And listen. And that, oh, oh geez, Jesus. Uh, look, first thing I look at this is that if you have an opportunity – to get your best player back in, to get a couple games under his belt, to make sure that he doesn't re-injure himself. Because the last thing that this team needs, Bill, is them getting into another Ryan Ellis situation. Hey, we're going to play four games, and then we're going to sit out, but he'll be ready for training camp. Oh, wait, he's not going to be ready for training camp. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about a center I understand. You're talking about a center here, Ryan
0: Ellis played the first four games of that season. I'm not asking Sean
1: Couturier to play the last four games of this. I'm not season. asking him to play the last four games but either. That's what I mean, you're comparing to. That, no, that, 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 no, I'm, I'm comparing that. a point that they didn't have a plan because they didn't make they didn't make a plan to replace Ellis besides Tony D'Angelo and resign Arista My point is is that you're not talking about a defenseman here. You're talking about a center. Your top center, in fact. Because if he's not ready to go uh, next fall, guess what? You're looking at this season all over again. Because if you don't have any talent up the middle, you're not going anywhere. So you need to figure out exactly if he can still play and still play at a level and get him back up to game speed. Because after losing over a calendar year of hockey, any games he gets under his belt at this point, if he's healthy, is the way to go. Because I'll tell you what. A guy coming off of back surgery, as you like to say that specific way all the time. It, well, it's back, back surgery. surgery. Back surgery is a in scary prospect. Two back surgeries. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a ma- I know it's a major deal, but coming off of two back surgeries, a 30 year old player not playing in almost two seasons. I mean, yeah, you, you might need to get back in a little bit of game shape because it might not be till game like 50 next season where you're like, oh, OK, I'm finally feeling back to my normal self again. So. They, they need to figure out if Couture can play and if he's able to and if he's being able to be responsive and at least show flashes of that stuff, that talent still being there. Because guess what? If if he's not able to keep up speed-wise or skill-wise or whatever, then they have a bigger problem because it's like, okay, this offseason, you have to figure out what you're doing down the middle. You, you can't just expect Cutter Gauthier to do no, it. No, you
0: can't. You know who you should have tried to bank on? You should have tanked this entire season and gotten a centerman named Connor Bedard. That's what you should have done. You're
1: still putting too much pressure on 18 year old I understand
0: kid. that, but at least in a kid like Connor Bedard, I know immediately I have a future. I don't know if I have a future with Sean Couturier. I don't know if I even know if I
1: have a future. Well, you're stuck with him for the next seven years.
0: Yeah, yeah you're going to have a future with him. Are you? Because we thought we had a future with Ryan Ellis, and his career is evidently over, according to some reports. So that's, and Chris Pronger, That Chris Pronger was, you had a future ahead with him and then he got a concussion and was done for the rest of his career.
1: Well, they weren't talking about a concussion. You're talking about We're a talking back, about the back injury. injury. They're, well, I understand that, but still, if he has an opportunity to play, let him play. Not let this year. Play I healthy. don't play him
0: this year at all. Because if he goes into the boards wrong, if he takes a hit wrong, then we're again, we're back to square one of what you're talking about.
1: You're back to square one anyway, regardless if that's the case. You have to figure out if he can play because next season, guess what? If he turns out he can't play at the beginning of next season, it'll be, oh, well, guess what? Bill Fletcher in the offseason didn't make – yes, I said Bill Fletcher. I'm saying if you were GM, Bill Fletcher decided – that, you know, we shouldn't play in the couple of games. We didn't realize we we're going to have this problem. So now we're kind of screwed without actually saying it. But we're going to do an aggressive retool. Yeah. So they're projected to have a top 10 pick this year. So what, like, I don't
0: like, let's say under this theory that you're pitching that he plays six games this season doesn't look right.
1: I don't think you do six games. I. I the think, think you do a minimum of 10. The 6 games stay focused. The 6
0: games does not matter. I'm just talking like he plays this season, he doesn't look right and you tr- you go into this off season, you get a top 10 pick, you don't get the top overall pick in Connor Bedard and then you say, now we got to find a new centerman or whatever and, 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 like you don't have any cap space other than thank god, thank god Isaac Radcliffe is gone, ladies and gentlemen. You have Seven hundred thousand dollars in free cap
1: space it now frees up a, and contract. a contract,
0: but that doesn't create a sustainable contract or a meaningful contract because you have no cap space because you've given it to players like Travis Sanheim and Sean Couturier and D'Angelo. Who? Oh my God! If I want anyone else, I don't care. Just give me a seventh round pick at this point. I don't care.
1: They came up a second for him last year. I know. What does that tell you about Fletcher, man? Listen, it tells me, and I'm not going to go back and be revisionist history because we've mentioned it a million times. The plan in they went this year. They didn't expect Kataria to get hurt. They didn't expect to lose Atkinson the entire year. They went in to replace Ryan Ellis. Again, the plan went to shit.
0: And there's a, a, again, according to reports from Anthony Sanfilippo, they knew how bad uh, the setback was for Sean Couturier in the middle of last offseason, and they did nothing about it. So why should we expect them to do anything about it this offseason while he's allegedly coming along fine? Well, uh, look, I'm not saying that Sean Couturier playing six games this year or whatever the number is uh, means anything for will mean that he's going to have a great season next year. It doesn't. But the problem is, The Flyers continue to be this team that doesn't plan, have a plan for plan C, D, E, and F. They only have plan A and plan B. And both plan A's and plan B's have gone down the shitter two seasons in a row. Really, last three seasons in a row because Matt Niskanen, yeah, remember Matt Niskanen? He was a pretty good player and he just randomly retired. Just, just got up and left. You can say it was because of COVID. He was a
1: fortune teller. He saw it coming. He
0: did! I'm, again, shout out to Dr. Evil Gritty. Matt Niskanen knew how bad this organization was and said, I'm out. I (laughs) don't give a shit. (laughs) It's an amazing theory, conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. There are like two conspiracies that I buy into and that's one of them. Matt Niskanen knew. He saw Chuck. He heard Chuck Fletcher speak and was like, yo, I'm
1: out you got to you got to spend more time in the dark web and look up Niskanon. 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 Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. Very good.
1: But like look, hey, hey, look, I think I, there are
0: too many bad contracts on this team where you can't even be look, not to get into the politics of the NHL. What the Phoenix Coyotes have to do to be be a quote-unquote sustainable franchise is an embarrassment to get to the floor of the cap space. But the Flyers can't even do that kind of deal where they take on bad contracts for high draft picks because they don't have the cap space. So like it, there's no win-win for the Flyers in this scenario and I don't know. Like the only thing that would help them is the NHL went completely about face and said, "Fuck it, we're getting rid of the salary cap." And there's no more salary cap because that's when the that's when the Flyers were actually really good. Like sustainably good when there was no salary cap.
1: Uh that's fair. That's a fair point. And they've mismanaged for a long time, but they've also have been really good for a long time. And this is something where like you don't expect teams to have to worry about a plan C or a plan D. This just shows the 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 drafting issues that they had back from the Hextall era that there's guys that aren't ready nowadays. I mean, even so, like you can't rely just on young players. We've said it a million times before. Like drafting the NHL is a crapshoot. It really is. It really is. I mean, if you're if you're gonna look at this logically, you can't expect a, even an eighth, eight, or an eight or nine overall pick. This isn't like the NFL. It's not like the NBA, where you expect you guys to come in and make an impact immediately. It's not. They take a couple of years to develop to get to that level. And that's the problem with hockey. It sometimes it takes too long. That, you know, like even like your your t- even like third overall pick won't see the NHL for like two or three seasons, which is crazy to me. But that's just the way the game is. What this this team right now, what they need to figure out is that how can they figure out how to clear up cap room? Okay, first of all, that's why Kevin Hayes is on the market. According to Frank it, it the trade market's been heating up for the last 48 to 72 hours on him. The Flyers are willing to retain some salary on him. That's actually a really smart move if they do that. Does it eat up a little bit of the cap? Yes, but you're getting an albatross of a contract off of, uh, off of your books, and you have a little more wiggle room to play with it. Okay, fair enough. you got to eat three years at may maybe $3 million. If the cap goes up that much, it's not the end of the world. You're gonna have five million or seven, I think was it, um, you know, five million dollars come off seven million dollars come off with or five million dollars come off with JVR this season. So even if you retain for the end of the season on that two and a half, no, my point is is that you have some wiggle room here. The bigger piece of what the Flyers have to do is identify what's the next step here in progression. Because is Morgan Foss gonna be a player? Owen Tippett has turned into a player. What are you doing with Tony D'Angelo? If you're keeping him, what are you doing with Ivan Provorov? You're you're talking the retool or rebuild or whatever the hell whatever you're doing you want that. to call it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a rebuild it's wrapped in right dog shit. And so, like, and that's exactly what it is. But you have to look at this as from a, from from a, from a fifty thousand foot view and say, okay, you got to worry about where. And i do not to go back to him, but Sean Couturier, where Couturier is going to be at this point next is is he going to be a player or not? OK, you got to worry about Cam Atkinson is Cam Atkinson. People forget about him. People forget he's been out all season long and he may not come back. We don't know what's going to happen with him. He's got some term left in that contract. OK, Ryan Ellis, we still can't forget about him. He's got term on that contract. All these guys are going to be an LTIR and stuff, but you still need to find a way to either remove the contract, which is one way of freeing up the, the Isaac Ratcliffe trade. And secondly, if any of these guys do get healthy. You got to find a way to free up money so you can actually play these guys and still worry about developing some of your talent. You, you know, gonna keep Elliott Denorier up. You know, you have Nick Delorier, you gotta bring in Jordan Greenway. They want some size, obviously, on the wing because they were looking at Lawson Kraus last season. So who's six four? So the idea that I look at this team is that I think that it's in progress here, and this whole part is gonna be the start of it. But they also need to figure out their biggest thing, and that's scoring. Scoring has been their biggest problem all season long. It's not defensively. It's not not defense. It's not goaltending. They're 5-on-5 game. they got to worry about scoring. Their power play sucks. The penalty kill is not that great. Special teams have been a big problem, but you need skill guys on that. So the question is, how how are you going to acquire those skill guys? You're not doing it just from the draft. Because the draft, you're still a couple years away, even if you get Connor Bedard. Let's be honest. What can you do right now to make this team better If you can get Sean Kateri out there to make sure he can play again, that's one start of it because that decides okay, do we go over a certain player or do we have to figure out what we need to do to make a huge splash trade away at Kayla Konechny and Provorov in order to get a real skilled impact player here? Those are the types of questions this team has to answer. Yeah,
0: I I don't anticipate them to get the big, this like, like a good player like JVR who has some value for a team like Vegas or Dallas or someone like that. Um, you're not going to get a first round pick. You're not going to get a top end prospect. You are going to get cap relief to hopefully make a dent in the free agency market this upcoming season or in twenty like this upcoming offseason and beyond. Because you have to get out of these bad contracts. Like it's been an issue for ten years. It seems like really, and I I don't blame him. Obviously, it's not his fault. But ever since Pronger's injury, they have been kind of in cap hell like they are always right up against it they never have space at the time they never have uh have the ability to make a a a lasting long-term deal or a top-notch player whatever it is like they get good players when right like Matt Niskanen was a good player whatever you want to say like Cam Atkinson was a good signing for the most part like these these players aren't but they're not blue chip talents. They're like what they're like two or two or three steps below that. And that's what you're missing. I mean, look at what we just talked about last off season with Johnny Gaudreau. You had a chance to get a blue chip player that wanted to come here. It's no denying. He wanted to come here. And because of the ineptitude, he couldn't do it because he had to give up too much to clear the cap space that JVR was at the time. Now you, I guess you have a little bit more, more wiggle room. Um, But I don't know. Uh, As we wrap up here, who's moved like at eight was obviously this is subject to change and we sound ridiculous uh if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning um you never know what happens cuz we woke up i woke up to the in the middle of the night to see that isaac radcliffe was moved for future considerations which can't wait till that's like a sixth round pick but yeah. anyway um i i really think the only player moved is jvr and maybe provorov maybe provorov because he has been the discussion for a while now of needs a change of scenery. Obviously, the LGBT Pride Night was a big issue here, um, but it might have been an issue across the NHL, so his value might be have tanked and gone, for, gone because of that, so you never know. But, I mean, this is one of those things where could be now more likely in the offseason, but JVR is probably going to be the only guy right? Like there's no wonder.
1: Uh, listen, I, I think JVR is all but gone. There's a lot of movement on him. Uh, you know, every insider's talking about Elliot Freeman, Frank Saravali. Um, they're, they're all, they're all talking about this. I'm going to take a flyer. No pun intended. And I'm going to say Kevin Hayes has moved. Yeah. I, I I'm going to say Kevin Hayes. Has moved. I really
0: wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it's been no secret what the value, the, what the relationship has been like between him and towards over this entire season. Um, Farabee might be one of those guys too. I mean, that I don't think so. But that I don't weird think are going to that. Now. Weird report earlier this week about the agent talking with how they did not like how Torts was treating Faraby. Um, but that wasn't Frost, was it? I'm I'm not kidding. No, it was Faraby. It was Faraby. I, mean, I always had get I and Frost mixed about up that. too much, but um, Yeah, I I thought that was a weird report. I mean, it might have just been agent playing games to try and get his client moved in in but um, and I think Torts even said that agent should shut the f up or something. He he did. He did (laughs) did. did. classic Torts.
1: Absolutely smart, smart move by him. Look, I think that. If you're going to see any kind of... Move, I don't think they're going to move Konechny after this season. I, I just don't think that that's, going to, that's on the table right no, now. I, I think, I think that, the
0: only two real safe players are three, if you include uh, the goalie, Carter Hart, Travis Konechny, and 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 Scott Lawton. Like, those are the only three players are,
1: that'll stay. It probably won't be... I don't think anybody's untouchable, but I think they're the closest you can get to it. But here's, here's the way I look at it. I think that JBR gets dealt within the next 24 hours here. I think that that's going to happen. I think that... For Hayes, he's going to get dealt, and it's going to go down to the wire because you're really going to probably have to get a third team involved for cap movement, whatever reasons. You're going to probably take on a, a contract that's expiring with a little bit of term, maybe less money or something. You're going to have to have some wiggle room there. But I really think that like the, the one that really could surprise people, I don't think it's going to happen right, there right now, is Provo, but I think that that's an off-season deal that some team makes. I don't think that the defensive market is aggressive enough to go after a guy like Provo at the moment where teams are at, um, but maybe Edmonton gets desperate, <laughs> who knows? And, uh, you know, you end up like a, maybe like a Kyler Yamamoto or something like that. That'd be really nice. But, um, I don't even think he's in that, but I'm just making a point. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is. He is still, uh, with the others. Yeah. You get, maybe get a Kyler Yamamoto, a 24 year old player that has, still has some, you know, skill, um, for like a pro overall. but I, 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 I think that's JVR and it's Hayes and if not then Hayes is is in the offseason for sure. I think that you're going to see some start shake up, some really big shake ups starting to happen here, especially as Tortorella figures out which players are staying on this team. Yeah, and
0: I think he But I, I, I he I, knows. I'll like
1: summarize JVR and Hayes, I think they're both gone.
0: Yeah. I, I like like you said, no one's untouchable for the right price other than those three big 3, but even then they still have the right right number, right combination. It's out. Um you're gone. Um so we'll see. Uh this is the last thing we have look to look forward to this week and this season, the trade deadline, and then we just got to suffer for 19 more games, 18 more games, something like that. So
1: I don't think it's suffering. It it's, is kind of, you know, it sucks. I'm going to set like, and I'll just say this, like I, it sucks because you want this team to do well and be in the plush. You really want it. You honestly, even if they got in against Boston and lost in three, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I you know it's four games, people. I understand that. I say three because Boston's that good, <laughs> but you know, it, it's still, it's still going to be interesting to watch till the end of the season because they're, they're I, I want to see the effort that goes on the other season, especially with, with any players that they acquire in any one of these deals that could propose, uh, supposedly happen. It, it would be nice to see how the chemistry came along because you know what? Like, you kind of saw flash to that. Not to go back this far again, but just the oh six, oh seven season. When when you know they went and got they had uh they had they gotten Scotty Upshaw in that trade, you know, for uh for, for you know in the Forsberg trade. They had Marty Biron and goal. And then they got Braden Coburn at the deadline. Um, they had some they had some talent there that you just saw was raw and kind of coming together and they were playing harder. That's kind of what I want to see from the from anybody who joins this team because I want not you know Owen Tip has shown a lot this year. Morgan Frost has shown a lot this year, you know. Um, you know the, the what's it called No Cates has shown a lot this year. You know, I I think that they have done a really good job of getting these players that they want to develop to do just that, and adding new pieces around them could add a little spark to this team because they're probably just getting a little stale right now. And where you're at in the season, you're in the doldrums of it and teams are really pushing for the playoffs right now, so every point's really valuable. It, it's just going to be fun to watch towards the end of how the team would just look, give you a little bit of a bright spot. You know, you've seen it already with how much that effort they've put in the season. But That light at the end of the tunnel is getting a little like, bigger and bigger and bigger as, as the season goes on and gets closer to the end because I really do believe, I honestly do believe, if the things fall in the right place, this team is back in the playoffs this season. I really do. And because they're coached because they're well coached and because I think if they do the right things depending on if the uh, when when a new, uh, likely when a new GM comes in here and they make the right moves then this team has a shot again to make it really exciting again. I just again, I I,
0: I will go for exciting. Like you, a competitive agree, that's team, what I'm talking like, about. I will go for that. And they were competitive in the beginning honestly, which was nice, but man, Wheels have fallen off again, it feels like, especially after a seven-nothing thromping uh to to New Jersey a couple of nights ago. It's just it's it's hard to see it when, again, the other professional teams in Philadelphia are having not just success, sustained success. And that's what is the worst part about this. So hopefully I, I wanna be right there with you. I don't have any faith because I think they're gonna Either promote, like you said, Chuck Fletcher, or they're just going to keep him at at GM and nothing goes right. Or nothing really gets gets fixed. So we'll see. But that's going to do it. Episode 143 of Orange and Backcheck. Thank you so much for listening. We are members of the Hockey Podcast Network, so make sure you give them a follow at Hockey Podcast Net, at O Backcheck on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Make sure you are following us on TikTok. We are uh, right up there on TikTok enjoying some posting, some good content. Make sure you're subscribed on that. Until next time, talk to you later.
1: I don't really have anything to say to you this week, Bill, except for Sean Couturier should play more than six games.
0: I hate you.